Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, John Schwab here from Curtain Call, and welcome to episode 101 of the Curtain Call Theater Podcast, the podcast that brings you backstage as close as you possibly can be, often while the shows are actually happening, to meet the people that make that theater happen. You can find all our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other fine podcast streaming services. And if you have a spare 30 seconds, please rate and review the podcast on whichever platform you use to help us be more discoverable to listeners who haven't heard about us yet. And now for this week's podcast. This week sees the launch of a brand new theater company's debut production at the Courtyard Theater uh, here in Hoxton, London. And what makes this production extra special is that the said theater company was co-founded by Curtain Call's very own Sophie Soans. Now, although Sophie hasn't worked at Curtain Call for just over a year, she's very much still part of the Curtain Call family. And we are extremely proud of what she and her compatriots at Lunar Theater are aiming to and also achieving. Um, just permit me to read the Lunar Theater mission statement, uh, just the, the a portion of it written by um, its founders. Since creating our all-female theater company, we have already succeeded in providing a handful of opportunities to women and underrepresented voices in the arts. But our dream is much bigger. We want these opportunities to continue to multiply and to be able to facilitate those without a platform a safe supportive space to share their stories and to bring them in front of an audience i think that is a fantastic mission statement and and it it, it goes on if you want to read more uh you can uh look up lunar underscore theater uh on their uh, twitter handle or their um you know their instagram post the mission statements up uh, on their facebook page as well but um omish is uh is lunar's debut play and um according to a lot of what you read it is not one to be missed tackling uh, the issues of cyberbullying and how millennials um, are perceived in today's society. Now, I sat down with the writer of Omish, the aforementioned Sophie Soans, and two of its cast members, Joyce Omatola and Naomi Emanuel, at Above the Arts Club last week. Um, I was super impressed. <laughs> I was absolutely blown away by the enthusiasm at which this group of young women was attacking the problems of not only putting on a play in London, but also starting a production company or a company of any kind. I know what that's like, um, you know, all the while keeping their day jobs and their sanity. Uh, I, I feel honored just to have met them last week. Uh, among a whole host of topics, we got to talk about Lunar Theater's debut play, Omish. That's what we've uh, really sat down to talk about. But also their experiences in founding their new company and and dispelling the myths of lazy millennials. Have a listen. Hey, so I'm Sophie Soames, and I am the writer of Omish, and I also star in it. Um, and we've created this production company for which I'm the producer of, and yeah. Nice. I'm Joyce Omotola, and I'm an actress, and I'm in Omish, which mm-hmm. is written by Sophie and also created by Shannon Watson, who's not here today. Yep. Um, yeah. Mm. I'm Naomi Emanuel. I act in it as well, um, so I'm one of four of the company. Okay. So yeah, including Shannon. Excellent. So, um, okay, who, it just feels free to jump in now that we've, we've heard you guys, that the listeners can hear um, who's speaking. Just jump in, but um, Sophie, we'll start with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you give us 
I know it's a thriller. You've, you've yes. said that, so don't give too much away. Cause we, uh, but can you give a little background about what the show is about? And... Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we wanted to do a show that was kind of like female-led mm-hmm. and put kind of female stories in the spotlight, specifically focusing on millennial women. Um, so we kind of, weirdly enough, looked at texts from history. So mm. we looked at the play The Crucible mm. and kind of like how witch hunting was prevalent there and how you could be accused of something and it'd be the worst thing in the world and everyone would jump on that accusation without knowing whether there was any truth behind it. So we really liked that kind of concept, but we wanted to explore how witch hunting had manifested into the 21st century which is predominantly over cyberspace. Mm. Um, so that's kind of the, the context of the play. Um, it's set in a very different setting to that. It's a, a pre-drinks to a night out. Um, so it's this group of best friends that have known each other for a long time, have grown up together, and um, they're kind of confronted with the past of this accusation mm. that they have tried to forget about. And, yeah, so the play kind of explores what happens when someone's been accused of something mm. how that affects them mm. and how that impacts a group of millennial women yeah. yeah excellent and how did you guys come to to know about the project is it something that Sophie reached out to what's what's the relationship mm. so all of us at different points had had the idea but strangely enough hadn't hadn't had the push to go ahead and do it mm. so Sophie went to watch a play with Naomi and two other girls um, called Fox Hunting mm-hmm. and that's when the idea just like really clicked and like we have to do this now right. it was um, an all male cast as well so it really um, brought to light what you can do with a group of great people mm-hmm. so Sophie reached out to a couple of other people Naomi and Shannon and then we were like yeah let's just do it mm. let's do it now Excellent. I mean, is is that? I mean, that, that's fantastic. I, I love it. Art inspires art. You know, mm. it does. I, I love the fact that um, you went and saw something that that you know, gave you the impetus to kind of to, to crack on and go um, need to do something. Was it? Um, was it because that it was an all male cast that you went right? Let's let's just see. If, let's explore an all female cast and and um, you know see mm. see if we can mm. push that into the spotlight. I don't think it was just that. Yeah. I mean, we'd always thought that we need to create opportunities for ourselves. Mm. And obviously, in this, like, male-dominated world, yeah. um, unfortunately, women don't always get the kind of, like, shine and um, the opportunities that they kind of deserve. Yeah. So we always thought that. That was always in the back of our head. Yeah. So when we did go to see it, we just happened to be a group of girls. We could have gone with maybe a, a couple of guys. Yeah. But we were really close as um, women, and we'd always talk about like women's issues, like the issues that we face. So we just thought, why not? Why not just do it? Um, after seeing Fox Hunting, we were really inspired. Mm. So we were like, yeah, let's just do it. Why not? Yeah, and so I, I think that th- that's brilliant as a, as a base, and then to have seen something, to, to then so if you go back into history. Mm. Listen, we're, we live in a time where history, like, you know, we with the 24-hour news cycle, we can see the history repeat itself anyway. Exactly. But taking something like the Salem witch trials, we said, you know, is that is that well, yeah, how and, it kind of it into- yeah, how it kind of worked was that what's great about this company is everybody has skills that if someone puts one person is lacking in that skill, another person has that skill. Yes. So the brains, I'd say, behind the production was Shannon, who's unfortunately not here. She's just Shannon. yeah, Shannon. Mark, Shannon. Shannon. Shannon, where no. are you? She's, she's lying in bed sleeping. She's stuck in the Isle of Wight. Um, okay, <laughs> however, All right. we'll <laughs> so she Shannon is amazing at 
just coming up with these incredible ideas. Mm, concepts. Concepts. Yeah. And yeah. she basically wrote a treatment. So she's like, I want to do a play about this. But Shannon's maybe strength isn't putting that onto paper, mm-hmm. which I happen to be quite good at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I looked at this treatment. I was like, I know how to develop the characters for this piece. And I know how to make this into a play and write this into a script. Mm-hmm. So... Um, that's what's so good because sometimes writing can be quite a lonely process mm. um, but everything about this production was just so collaborative yeah. Yeah. Um, so Shannon kind of came up with the treatment and then I went away and locked myself in my room for four days and just wrote this script mm. um, that I tried to make as close to Shannon's vision as possible but I really wanted to make characters that were believable, relatable and that represented millennial women Mm, and fortunately some of the feedback that we've had we did a script reading to an audience and some of the feedback we've had is like they could see their friends in this play or you could see yourself in this play um, which is what we wanted so we're glad that that's kind of well that's cool because uh, listen we are I'm not millennial (laughs) Uh, I have a millennial boy you know just in there but I you know there is a stereotype you know of millennials and I you know (laughs) I Listen, I, I, I believe in utter honesty. I have said millennials before, you know, uh, but because, but that is like that is like you know brushing everybody with the mm. same brush, yeah, you know, yeah. tarring everybody with the same brush. And I think that that is wrong. Mm. But I think how important is you to to, to break those stereotypes and, and to, to smash them down? Yeah, I think it's very important for us, and that's why we want like all ages to come and see it. Yeah. Sixteen though, Six, minimum sixteen. So that you can have that dialogue, like maybe with your parents, if yeah. you come and see it with your parents, and hopefully that can bridge the gap between the generations yeah. um, and just give insight to kind of what we're about, because there are lots of misconceptions. Mm. Yeah. And I feel like it's every generation though, because like you know the older gener- generation always saying something bad about the next generation. Yeah. But yeah, that's what we yeah. want. That was like part of the vision yeah. to kind yeah. of yeah put what we kind of experience out there. For those that don't maybe understand, yeah. to understand and well, to I get think insight. That's yeah. Absolutely important. I mean, yeah. and that's how. Uh, well, it's definitely one way you can kind of get an insight. Is just mm. go enter into a contract to walk into a theater to shut yeah. your mouth and watch mm. what's going to happen exactly. for the next yeah. ninety minutes. And, and yeah. go, okay, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be open, and that's really, really, really important. Yeah. And yeah. also, it was about putting millennial women on the stage, but it was more about showing what us as millennial creatives could produce exactly, yeah. um, because I feel like there is a bit of a, a maybe conception or stereotype that young actors are quite lazy mm. or like maybe that um, young people just wait for the opportunity or yeah. just wait for the phone to ring or there's a lot of actors that complain they're out of work and yeah. we get it and we've yeah. been there but we were just fed up of, of using that as a yeah. as an excuse yeah. saying yeah. oh we're out of work we're not going to so why don't we get up yeah. whilst we have no responsibilities no like major bills to play mm. um joyce does have a daughter so she does have a mouth to feed yeah. uh, she is wonder woman Honestly, um, <laughs> however <laughs> we wanted to prove that we might be 20 between the ages of 20 to 22 yeah. but we can create a piece of theater that Absolutely. is going to rock the industry yeah um and we have a voice that you have to listen to yeah, yeah. so you needed to so you have this play you've kind of developed it you needed to um reach out to producers or what start your own company or (laughs) tell us about that guys okay um so um obviously we've mentioned that there's four of us so Mm -hmm. when we first started um we first i would say initially started the company so that was our first thing Mm -hmm. um we're called luna theater Mm -hmm. so that was the um very 
very, very first thing on our list. And once we started that, we um, started allocating roles to the people that were part of the company. So we have our admin, we have our set design, we've got producers, facilitators, marketing, social media, um, and all of that stuff. And then after setting the company, um, the idea came into place with Shannon and Sophie and the play started um, Mm. manifesting. And that's when we sort of started to focus on the rehearsal period. We've only been rehearsing for six weeks. Mm. So in total, we would have had just seven weeks to rehearse this play. So most of the time has been spent um, establishing the company, which we started in May. Mm. So um, we've only had a couple of weeks for the play. Yeah, Mm. I mean, that's pretty... It's like building a company while... Yeah. While building a play, mm, well, yeah. um, I mean, Sophie, yeah. you know, full dis- disclosure, Sophie was part of Curtain Call, yeah. like at our very birth. You know, you came on when we started working, and there's building something. Believe you know, you're building a company. You're just finding your feet, mm. and every day you're kind of going, um, yes. "What's happening yeah. here?" Yeah. And I think that, mm. and what you said about reaching out to produce and whatnot, mm. we actually made quite a con- conscious decision not to do that at this mm. stage because we realised very early on that this is probably the only time that we can put on our work. Not this producer's work, not this producer's work, our work. And it's completely, like, untouched, if you know what I mean. And we knew that when we get more established, we might need to reach out to producers and get funding, and all of that is definitely on the list. But we wanted this first play just to be Lunar Theatre, no one else. (laughs) But it's like our baby. It's it's no one's put, like, you know... We haven't got e- external producers or yeah. anyone. It is just us. And I think that's really special. Very. Because I was actually thinking in bed last night, I was like, this might be one of the biggest... I've experienced a lot of amazing things in my life. I've been very lucky. But I think this might be the biggest thing that I've ever done. Mm. Because it's it's mine. Yeah. It's not I'm in a play. Because I've been in plays before, yeah. professional plays, and they've been great. But yeah. this is Ours. our work. Yeah, mm. we can say... And it's, it's, it's just yeah. an amazing feeling. Yeah. Oh, it, it, I'm just gonna tell you, it gets like it gets better, but it gets worse because, like, because <laughs> you're kind of going, "Hold on, don't be subjective about my baby." Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's so true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, that's amazing. So, uh, in your scope of the company, like, let's let's stick with the company for a while. Um, where do you guys see yourselves in five, ten years? Mm-hmm. Um, and and so, is it what we haven't said? Like, is it predominantly or all women? Are you are you promoting women? Are you promoting absolutely. theater in general? But are you getting the, the underrepresented? Mm, yeah. Absolutely. That, you hit the nail on yeah. the head. Yeah. That, word, that yeah. is our ethos, um, providing opportunities to women and uh, underrepresented voices right, okay. on stage. Do you want yeah. to elaborate? So, yes, that's, um, that's our ultimate goal, is to just create those experiences for women and Mm. as we said underrepresented so so far we've been able to create loads of opportunities for people to come in and sit as a casting director Mm. people to come in and um, direct people to come in and act and these are all roles that some people may not have access to when they're first starting out Mm. so it's really important for us to create those opportunities and let people know that it's free you can come in and you can take part and do all these roles and get experience so Mm. that when you do go further into the industry you feel confident in yourself yeah. as as a woman mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think it's really important i, I mean um i've been i'm lucky i'm i'm i'm, I'm a white male like mm. w- a working class i mean as military brat but like the, the things that have been afforded me like it's i've i kind of sit on the outside mm. like but also i can see like mm. privilege in this business mm. like Definitely. it is and it's still it's still like it's still you know there. um 
you know, we have always supported curtain call, always supported um, underrepresentation. Like yes. every every special chapter in our book is a woman, mm. because we thought we have to kind of go let's mm. celebrate women in theatre, yeah. like because we just we don't, yeah, you know. Um, and I, I think so. In, in in kind of like I said, in five or ten years' time, do you want to do you want to see? Um, Luna Theatre is the place where people go first yes. to go, that's yes. my opportunity. Yes. Well, we have talked about the future. We're trying to focus year by year at the moment, mm. but we love the idea of setting up a space for young girls mm. and women to come and practice their art, yeah. whether that would be workshopping, mm. whether that be school, whether that would be anything that gives young girls and young women a safe space to come mm, yeah. and to get build their confidence yeah. and yeah. to build their craft. Um, we've got loads of plans. And mm. do you know what the best thing is? Since we started reaching out to people in the industry and telling them what we're doing, we were overwhelmed with how many amazing industry professionals have just jumped straight on board. Yeah. Mm. So the future could look like touring plays. It could look mm. like going to Edinburgh Workshop. Fringe. Mm. It could look like just producing our own work yeah. it could look like us being the kind of behind the scenes yeah. and giving other women absolutely. the opportunity to perform exactly. in our place absolutely, we're yeah. not sure exactly but one thing we're sure about is that this is just the beginning absolutely. Yeah. so five this years is, is going to yeah. as long as you know your why yeah, you know, exactly. if you know your why yeah, you'll be alright yeah, you, you, your what will come but know your why definitely so um, so this is the Omish is the first one um, and um Tell me about the rehearsal process then, because you mentioned it. Um, how did it, how, how have you guys been in between building the company, mm. rehearsing? And so when we first started, um, as, as I said, we started in May. We started just uh, a couple of weekends, meeting up, getting our ideas together and establishing what we wanted to do. Mm. And as time went on for the rehearsal of the play, we um, got a little bit more intense. So we've been having like long days of rehearsal which includes a lot of physical warm-ups mm-hmm. um, a lot of vocal warm-ups and also working on the characters in the play mm. so it has been fairly intense but very enjoyable as well yeah excellent and is it is it kind of like an everyday because you got you guys have day jobs yeah like, exactly you know i think yeah. I, listen, I'm, I just put it out there. I admire you guys. I have a day job, but mm. I, like you, I never sit around for the phone call. Mm. Like no, I never. I'm, I'm a go getter. I, I create. Yeah. That's yeah. what I like to do. Bit, so bit too much. I mean, <laughs> You're always bit, busy. Yeah, a little bit too much. But I so I, I admire that, and I'm, yeah. I so I. I I'd love to know how you get around that. Yeah. We work um, on the go as well, don't we? Absolutely. So when we're not in rehearsal on weekends, we're on our phone sending emails out, we're on our mm. laptops sending emails, creating videos, creating content. Mm. So obviously at the moment our budget doesn't stretch that far, so we've got to do a lot of the work mm. ourselves. So all our marketing's done by us, getting images, getting footage, editing, yeah. mm. and those things are done by us when yeah. we're not when we're not on, on Saturdays and yeah. Sundays. I think going off of that, the only kind of only downside I can think of at the moment is that some of my other personal projects have kind of suffered yes. I would say yeah. um, I run a mental health blog that I'm yeah. so passionate about so and good. I've just got funding for and I've been very honest and said that that has taken a bit of a uh, not to the side mm. at the moment however I know that whilst we're at this stage where we have to do it all ourselves every spare moment I have has been going on the yeah. play yeah. Um, I know that that 
when we are more established and we get more people on board, I will have time to do both. But that's kind of the only kind of downside to say at the moment. It's mm. very hard to time manage everything that's important yeah. to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that's part of the process. Mm. And I'd like to think that we won't have to pick one thing. Because we all have things that we're yeah. interested in. Joyce is a personal trainer. Mm. Naomi is into food and fitness mm-hmm. and has a blog of her own. Nice. So we, we don't want to stop doing our other interests. Yeah. Um, so we're just working towards yeah. a place where we can focus on I, everything. I hate being put in a box. Yeah. Like, do not put me in a box. Like yeah. when people say, you know, I, I, I produced film at one point. People went, oh, John, stop acting. He's a film producer. I was like, no, no I'm I, I produced a film. Yeah. Like I, yeah. that doesn't mean I've stopped acting, you know, yeah. and, or I stopped doing voice. It, 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 people love to put a label on you in a box. So I think do as many things as you you possibly can or, yeah. or need to or want to that fulfills you yes, as a person exactly. um, you know Sophie your blog is incredible like and honest and open and, and it's only it's only sitting there and, and it's just waiting for you to come back and really will so yeah. that, yes. that's you know you shouldn't feel bad about letting it sit for a bit you know yeah. and, um, and I think that you know I think what you guys are doing is incredible and we'll shout about it Thanks, I think we you. should shout about it okay so let's get into the nuts and bolts When's it on? <laughs> yeah. Where is it at? For how long? So um, we start sixth of November. Yep. Very excited to the twenty fourth of November. Um, so it's running from Tuesday to Saturday okay. during that run. So it's a three week run. We're at the Courtyard Theatre in Hoxton. Great. Um, London. Um, any other details? Start. Yeah, starts at seven thirty. It's only a running time of about seventy five minutes. So I love that. I love going seventy five minutes. No, no interval. No interval. My favourite. I love words it. In. You go and it's a one act play, and in an hour and a quarter, you've seen great theatre, and yeah. then you're out, and then you're out by quarter to nine. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we must obviously um, include, like Naomi said earlier, is sixteen plus. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's not strictly enforced. You kind of, the pe- but the parent would have to decide. It's, 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 it's adult, adult themes. themes. Yeah, adult themes. And, and quite and, intense. Mm. Uh, yeah, things. I'd say so. Mm-hmm. We're really excited about it, and um, please come just yeah. just to give you a chance to support up and coming yeah. talent, yeah. independent theatre, yeah. and um, yeah, get involved. Yeah. And if there's anyone that out there listening that, that wants to get in touch with mm. you guys, how would they do that? Instagram, Luna Theatre. I think is it Luna? Un- no, yeah, Luna yeah. Theatre. Instagram, oh, Twitter, email. Luna underscore theatre you can send us an email at luna.theatre.productions at gmail.com okay yeah so just reach out we're Mm. always looking to collaborate with people predominantly women yeah um and yeah, we're up for like. I should have let you run this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I feel a bit guilty. Yeah, no. We're going to edit your voice out. Awesome, yeah. blessing, awesome. guys. Go see, go see mm. these guys, Luna Theatre, like um, and Omish at Hoxton, yeah, uh, Hoxton Courtyard Theatre. Mm. Can um, I give a shout out? Yeah. Sorry, just a shout out to the people that um, donated to our GoFundMe page. Yes. Well, the, listen, to, I'll put uh, this all in the show notes as well. Yeah, like, we'll, we'll put everything amazing. in the show notes, guys. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And we just want to mention Shannon. Who's not here? Yeah. Um, she is very much uh, <coughs> an integral part of the company, and also our director Ewa, Ewa and the other actresses Laura and Kalexo. Yeah. 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 yeah, and thank you as well to the people who have kindly donated us um, their space. Yeah, yeah, rehearsal space. We've been so blessed, so blessed with that. And yeah, thank you. A long list of thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. And, and one last one. Yeah. Thank you to Kurt and Cole for giving uh, us the opportunity. Of course, absolutely. Love you. Sophie Soans, Naomi Emanuel, and Joyce Omatola from Lunar Theatre.
Uh, now, before we wrap up, if you are a theater professional, head on over to CurtainCallOnline.com and sign up for a free profile page. All you have to do is create an account with an email address, make up a cool password, start connecting. You can follow us on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Curtain Call. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any suggestions or feedback for the podcast, you can get in touch with me via any of the social media platforms I just mentioned or write to me personally at john at curtaincallonline.com. It just leaves me to say a huge thank you to Naomi Emanuel, Joyce Somatola, and Sophie Sones of Lunar Theater and the production of Omish, which has its press night this Thursday, the 8th of November, 2018, at the Courtyard Theater in Hoxton, London. Um, just a bit of info. It plays from Tuesdays to Saturdays at 7.30 until the 24th of November. Uh, you have three weeks to go see it, people. And if you want to get tickets, go to uh, www.thecourtyard.org.uk. Uh, forward slash what's on and click on omish tickets start uh about 12 pounds i think so uh which is an absolute bargain and i urge you to go and support new writing underrepresented talent and especially a group of young women who have the tenacity uh in the get-go to set up a new theater company and make it happen all of us here at curtain call wish everyone at lunar theater a successful run break legs ladies thanks for listening to this week's episode of the curtain call theater podcast and i will catch you all next week Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.